Welcome to It's Your Community with Vanessa Denha, a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to It's Your Community. I'm Vanessa Denha Garmo here. October is Spina Bifida Awareness Month, and joining us to talk about that is Dave Hudson. I had the pleasure of meeting him a couple years ago when I produced some videos for Spina Bifida Awareness Month, and Dave is joining us here today. Dave, how are you today? Hey, good morning, Vanessa. I'm doing very well. I'm uh, very honored to be a part of this show and uh, looking forward to hoping hoping to shed some light on uh, on what spina bifida is and and sharing a little bit about our story. So on that note, then tell our listeners here on Nature Community, what exactly is spina bifida? Spina bifida is a birth defect that happens in utero. So that means um, as the baby is being developed inside the womb, um, where the spine does not actually close all the way, there's a, a lesion or a hole. Um, it is unknown as to how or why this happens. There's some, some speculative theories, but we don't really understand uh, from a medical standpoint why this happens. And essentially, the child is born with, with what looks like a hole or, or maybe they even look like a little piggy bank. They've got a slit in their back um, at different stages in the spine. And uh, be, where that lesion is located um, will impact um, things in their, in their um, mobility, uh, being able to walk or run or jump, um, how they go to the bathroom, how their arms function, how their body temperature um, fluctuates and, mm-hmm. and balances and maintains. So um, it, it, it can really cause a lot of uh, quality of life issues, but um, I'm here to hopefully share that that's not always the case. So um, share a little bit with us your story. I had the pleasure of meeting you and your family a couple of years ago when we did some videos. Yeah. Um, so tell us about your family's story. Yeah, so I am the proud father of a five-year-old daughter who has spina bifida. And the location of her lesion when she was born is uh, between S1 and S2. So for those not familiar with where the lumbar system is, um, that would be closer to your tailbone. Um, So it's very far down on on her back. And um, my wife and I, we this is is our first child, and we uh, were struggling to get pregnant. It took us about a year and a half to get pregnant, actually. And and when we found out uh, that we were pregnant, we were, you know, um, overjoyed with happiness, right? And uh, it was at our 19-week appointment where we were finding out the, the gender of the child um, that we found out we were going to have a daughter, and that was wonderful. And then the, uh, the technician also said, hey, the doctor needs to speak with you. And for me, I didn't understand, but my wife is a nurse, and she recognized that that was not correct. That's not how things are supposed to go. Yeah. Um, so we sat down with the doctor and uh, he proceeded to inform us that uh, they found something. It looks to be spina bifida. And then telling us all sorts of, of really scary things that, uh, that the prognosis of our child was, was going to have. You know, he told us that uh, she would never, never be able to walk, um, that she would be in a wheelchair her, her whole life, that <clears throat> her quality of life would be very low. Um, that she may not be as intelligent as some of her peer, I'm sorry, some of her siblings uh, in the future. Mm-hmm. And uh, just, just a kind of a grim, you know, grim outlook on something that was supposed to be a very, very happy moment for us. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that, that led to, you know, your mind racing, right? Sure. Um, the imagination going, us doing a lot of uh, quote unquote research on Google um, and trying to understand what, what we're in for. Um, that just leads to more fear. Um, and, uh, and that was a very difficult time. We were, we were fortunate to, to connect with other families through social media that, uh, were going through the same thing that, that shed some hope and some light onto our, our situation and, and shared their experiences with us. Uh, we were able to connect with, um, some local families as well in, in Michigan. And that kind of helped us 
I guess, ease the tension. Um, once Peyton was born, um, we, we had to, uh, stay in the NICU, uh, for, for quite some time for, for two weeks. Uh, so she basically had to have a, a procedure, a surgery done the next day that closed up that hole, uh, in her back. Um, and then that led to, you know, um, several weeks of, of care, medical care. Um, she did develop, uh, it's very common for, for children with spina bifida or for people with spina bifida to have hydrocephalus and hydrocephalus is an overpressuring of the brain because the, uh, the spinal fluid or the, the, the fluid in your brain is not able to drain down the spine, um, to, to a correct equilibrium and that causes overpressuring. And so to alleviate that, they put a, a shunt, which is basically just a, a valve with a very long catheter or straw that runs under the skin from the brain down under the skin, under the neck, um, into the stomach to drain the fluid. And, uh, so Peyton, Peyton received that as well. Um, a couple of days into her, into her birth, uh, to, to maintain, um, maintain the, the brain pressure levels. And that's, that was kind of our first experience, but um, did your wife have any surgeries in utero? I know some families I talked to. Yes. Okay. So they had, yeah, some, no, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yes. Um, you, you're correct. That is an option. Um, we did not qualify. We, we actually, um, explored that. So that's uh, an in utero surgery um, where okay. they try and they try and do the closure inside before the baby is born. And so it's almost like a, a birth twice. Um, we did not qualify. Uh, we, we, uh, went and, um, did several visits at U of M mm-hmm. and, uh, thought we were going to be, um, a candidate for it. And then they, they did some more testing and found out that the, the leisure or the, um, the lesion, uh, was too low. And that meant that, uh, Peyton had a higher prognosis or a, a higher chance of having a higher quality of life. And they felt that the risks, um, did not outweigh the reward for, for our particular case. Got it. Got it. So, yeah. so that is an option for some families, but she had the surgery after. And, um, like you said, we, you know, we don't really know why this happens. Um, and you were connected, who connected us together, Lisa Azu. So, um, you know, families here locally, how did meeting families like Lisa and other families with spina bifida help you and your family, your wife uh, with Peyton? For, for me, it was, it was, it was life-changing, um, right? You, <clears throat> I went from not even being able to spell spina bifida or even pronounce it correctly. Um, <laughs> And, and all the fears and scares of that to, to being able to understand what it is and then seeing families happy together and, and spina bifida is just a very, very small part of their lives. And it was, it was life-changing for me to be able to talk to different families at various stages of life, you know, with newborns to adults with spina bifida. And, uh, it, it really eased a lot of our stress and tension. Yeah. And then tell us why it's so important, Dave, to bring awareness to spina bifida for so many families uh, today? Yeah. So <clears throat> there are a lot of families that are experiencing the same thing that we do. You go to the doctor, you you find the gender, the, the sex of the child, and then they start telling you all these scary things. And um, it's unfortunate, but one of the, the options the doctor will, will present to you at that time um, is the option to abort the child. Mm-hmm. Um, spina bifida is the second um, leading cause of abor- abortion. Mm-hmm. Um uh, followed by, um, uh, down syndrome, down syndrome. Thank you. Yes. Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so we were presented with that option. And, uh, for me to, to think back on that and, and if I had, if we had selected option, you know, our, our wonderful daughter Peyton would not be, not be with us. And she Mm -hmm. is, she has defied every single, every single, um, I guess odds and uh, proven all the doctors wrong as far as her outlook and her 
um, yeah. her way of life right now. So I can't believe I can't tell you how many people have told me that I've I've had the honor of working on several videos over the last few years. And it's like every family I talked to, that was like the number one option that doctors gave them. And then yes. they chose not to, and their child defied all the odds. So God bless all of those children. Um, that is, and that families. is so true. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. God bless. They are all a blessing. And, um, uh, yes, they and they're are. so they're wonderful and adorable. And I've loved meet them all meeting them all over the last few years. So like I said, I interviewed you a few years ago when we did a video for uh, Michigan uh, Spina Bifida Fam, uh, the, the nonprofit organization that you sit on the board for. Um, yes. How is Peyton doing today since I talked to you? How are things? She's five years old. How is she doing? <laughs> She's in kindergarten. She has started yeah. school and she is loving every moment of life. Um, she's, she's perfect. She's, uh, she's in dance classes. She's, uh, she actually corrects me and says that it's plie daddy. And so, um, (laughs) that is a form of ballet. Right. And I guess I, I didn't understand the difference, but, um, (laughs) she, uh, she's loving it. Yeah. She's doing very, very well. Yeah. So, um, for families listening who may have a new diagnosis, what would you say to them? First and foremost, uh, I would love to just say congratulations because you're having a child. Mm-hmm. That right there uh, to me uh, is is the most important piece uh, and the mo- most exciting thing um, when you're able to kind of carve back some of the, the initial shock. Um, I will be very honest, though, and say that it is going to be very scary. This is a very difficult portion um, of the journey. The unknown um, is, is very scary. And, and you're going to start doing Google searches and you're going to see some more scary things. But most of that isn't true. Um, the, the second piece is going to be, uh, your, your stay in the NICU is also going to be very stressful because you're not going to be able to really hold your child and, and be with your child, a hundred percent of the time. But the NICU nurses are one of the, one of God's given superheroes and, uh, your child will be taken care of. And after that, um, once you're able to hold your child and look in their face, all of that stress, all that, all that fear really subsides. At least it did for me and, and my wife. Um, and, and you'll get to take them home and you'll figure it out. Um, you'll be able to connect with other families. Um, you know, it's not all, you don't have to learn everything all at once. It's a, it's a process and you'll figure out how to, how it fits in your life and, um, Mm -hmm. it'll be okay. And if, if you ever have questions or, or, um, you feel like you're stuck or have no idea or that you're all alone, you're not, um, you know, connect with a social media group or connect in person with families. If you're in Michigan, um, the my SB fam community would love to welcome you in and uh, and and share our our stories and, and help you out any way we may be able to. So, Dave, you're on the board of my SB fam. Uh, tell us about that and the work that you do with Lisa and the other group, the others. Yeah, the 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 focus for my SB fam is is to really just unite um, families into one one community uh, that have spina bifida. Uh, whether that means that you have spina bifida, you're, you're a caretaker, you're a parent of someone with spina bifida, um, any, any age, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, but it's really to, to what we talked about, unite um, people and let them know they're not alone and, and to show and, and disprove that um, it's not a, the diagnosis does not mean that uh, it's, um, it's a death sentence or that um, you're, you're not going to be able to enjoy life. Mm-hmm. And um, so do you have other, did you and your wife have other kids? I can't remember from the last time I interviewed you. Yes, we, uh, okay. yeah. So Peyton is our first child and, uh-huh. and we kept going. We, we do um, have a son who is four mm-hmm. and then we have um, a daughter who is, was one. 
And okay. we've, we've, we've stopped at that. Uh, okay. Congratulations. Enough. <laughs> Congratulations on that. So how are things with Peyton being an older sister and with her siblings and stuff like that? She's a wonderful help. Um, especially being a big sister to a, a little sister. She, she really enjoys that and, and kind of showing um, Everly is my, my other daughter's name, mm -hmm. showing Everly um, uh, the ropes and, and helping her. And Peyton acts more like a, a nanny or a, a third parent <laughs> um, at times, but uh, <laughs> That's you know, she, cute. she embraces it. She loves it. Yeah. <laughs> so this year we're doing another series of videos that are on the, uh, my, SB fam, a Facebook page, and Lisa's putting in other places as well. So people could check those out. But one of the, the, the themes for this year, Dave, we, we, uh, did, it would surprise you to know. And it was like, you know, what life is like, you know, um, the sports people would spend a bit involved in the lives they live, that they right. have quote unquote, relatively normal lives that it doesn't stop them from living. Can you speak to that about, um, you know, you talked about Peyton in a plie class, you know, um, right. the, what, what would surprise you to know, um, not only is it not a death sentence there, it's a very, you know, you can live a very fruitful life. So can you speak to that? Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things with spina bifida is it's also called, um, the, the snowflake condition. And that means that every individual who has spina bifida has is very, is different from the other, right? You're not able to really compare apples to apples from one individual spina bifida to the other. Um, so it's just surprising in the fact that there are so many, like you said, there's so many different ways that people are able to still enjoy quote unquote normal activities. Um, a lot of people with spina bifida are still active in sports that may be a wheelchair type sport, but uh, for my daughter, for example, um, she runs and, and, and walks and, and jumps without any assistance at all. And so, um, mm. that in itself is, is pretty surprising. So she's able to do a dance class. Um, she's able to, uh, when, when she wants to play, play a little bit of soccer, kick the ball around with me. Um, she's able to do a lot of normal activities that, um, that we didn't think she'd be able to in the beginning. So, uh, just in that itself is very surprising. Um, I would say from, from where we started in our journey. Yeah. I, I love that note when Lisa and I were talking about this year's videos. I said, yeah, that's a, let's go, let's go with, it would surprise you to know, because there's so many, like you said, you do a, you do a Google search and people are like so alarmed and they think it's just a horrible situation. And yeah. then when you meet the families, I mean, I know for Lisa's situation, cause I know Sophia really well. I mean, she's on a ski team and she yes. does cheer and um, yes. she, she, she loves to swim. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize that I, people are getting married. They're going to, you know, college, they're getting double majors, going to higher education. They're, yeah. I mean, they're living wonderful, full lives, and there's such a misconception out there about spina bifida. And that's why I think it's so important to bring this awareness um, to families today. And how how um, much progress is made in medicine in terms of helping? Because I know in a few short years ago, Dave, you couldn't do the um, in utero surgery for anybody. So that's an Correct. advancement in medicine. What what do you guys learn on a regular basis in terms of the advancements? Yes. Um, so you're right. Um, medicine is starting to, to focus on the fact that um, this is something that uh, that you can manage and that you can start supporting um, beforehand. I think, uh, you know, um, I'm going to say back in the day, I'm not able to quote what decade, but back in the day, <laughs> yeah. um, children who were born with spina bifida had a very grim outlook and said, you know, you'd be lucky to live past 30, 40 years old. And now with uh, the way advances of medicine, I mean, we're having more and more adults um, with spina bifida. And that just wasn't the case beforehand. And so, um, 
the the care, the focus um, with urology, with neurosurgeons, with various other supports um, in medicine has helped children develop and grow and manage uh, into adults. And then what we're kind of looking for now, there's a little bit of a gap right now is is spina bifida care at the adult level. Yeah. Uh, again, because it just isn't, it wasn't there beforehand. There were no adults with spina bifida back in the day. Mm-hmm. So that's something, that's a, that's a gap that we're trying to start pushing for and, and supporting. There are unfortunately uh, a lot of spina bifida adults who are still seeing the pediatric providers because that's the only, um, the only doctors that are really uh, understanding of, of spina bifida in, in that, um, in that light. So. You know, that's a really good point. I've talked to Lisa about that too. And I know that's something that uh, um, my SB fam is very involved in is trying to close that gap. Uh, but it's also a good thing. It's a good th- gap to try to close that uh, people with spina bifida are living longer and fuller lives and going into adulthood and getting married and going on to college and having careers. And so hopefully the medical field will catch up with that and more um, adult family care, family practitioners will have knowledge in spina bifida and be able to uh, treat those patients. That's right. Yes. Yeah. That's all. That's all good news, Dave. <laughs> that's all. Yes. Good news. <laughs> yes, and it is. Yes. Yeah. What are what are other things? I know that's one thing, an area that um, my SB fam is um, involved in. What other things are you involved in as an, a nonprofit organization to help bring awareness? What other efforts are you involved in? Yeah, some of the things that we're focusing on right now um, is uh, we, we try and do social activities together, be, uh, again, because um, some people with spina bifida, right, just maybe um, they, they lack kind of that social um, social environment. And so we really try and bring people together, get them out of the homes again when it's, you know, I guess in a non-COVID world, right? We, we yeah, try and manage all yeah. that, obviously. But um, so, for example, in October, um, we're going to be having a, 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 a movie night. And that's going to be outside. We're we're renting a space um, outside at a golf course in Livonia, and we're going to get a big giant projector and and show a Halloween movie. And then you can do different treats and and uh, and um, passing out candy and so forth uh, within the community. And that's been a huge success um, within our, our community. Um, some of the other things that we do to kind of promote awareness to the overall world, right, is uh, is doing things like this. We're getting on radio shows where we're having the videos that you helped us with uh, in the past as well. Um, and then I would say we're also focusing on supporting the community within. So we have several different options within our um, spina bifida community where we have a scholarship for educational purposes, um, where, you know, somebody's applying for some sort of uh, either it's college or, or even a trade school or just something else that uh, is going to um, have a cost for them to get education. We provide a scholarship uh, for them. There's also um, some money that we we have set aside that we will help with medical needs um, within the community too. Because again, there's a lot of medical uh, medical supplies, devices that you may need um, if you have spina bifida, and that can get costly. Insurance doesn't always cover everything, and so those are some of the things that we try and do to support the community to. Um, raise awareness. We're looking at going bigger and larger. COVID has kind of really, I guess, restricted a lot of that stuff, right? But we want to go sure. bigger, um, have some sort of uh, events, um, auctions, promotions, things like that. One of the biggest things that we do every year uh, is the snowflake shake, where we bring as many people with spina bifida uh, and their families together. And we have a celebration because again, 
that's important is celebrating life. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's a huge success with, uh, with our community. Yeah. Uh, we've gone to some of the fundraisers they are a lot of fun. We've had a great yeah. time at them. And um, how can people find out more? Do you, do you have a social media platform you want to share? What do you want to, how do people reach you? Yes. So we uh, we're on uh, various outlets. We do have a website, so please go there. MySBFam.com. That's M I S B F A M.com. And you can, you can get a little more information there. Uh, we do have a Facebook group again, my SB fam. Um, and so those would be the two main pieces. If you have any questions, you're more than uh, welcome to, to email us through or contact us through those outlets that would go to Lisa, who you mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. Lisa is our, our, our chair head, right. Um, mm-hmm. and she, uh, she's really the driving force behind my SB fam. And we're very fortunate to have her uh, involved in our community and supporting us. Yeah. So Dave Hudson, before we let you go here on Enter Community, what else would you like to share with our listeners about Spina Bifida Awareness Month and, you know, anything else that you want to share with people listening? Yeah. So if you happen to, uh, for anybody who happens to encounter someone with Spina Bifida, right, it's okay to, to approach them. They're, they're not, uh, you know, they don't have the plague. It's not contagious. There's nothing to be scared of. Right. Um, we would just ask that maybe you say, Hey, um, what's your diagnosis? And then a lot of, a lot of people spend are very, very uh, social, very, very chatty. They like to, um, to kind of, uh, uh, share their story and their experience. And so, um, please don't be scared to approach anybody that you think may have it. Um, uh, we're, you know, everyone is just, just normal people, uh, at the end, right. Um, maybe they, they do things a little bit differently though. Um, secondly, uh, for anybody who, like I said, anybody who is, uh, going through that, that initial stage where you maybe found out you have a diagnosis, someone in your family has a diagnosis of spina bifida. Um, remember, congratulations, uh, you're welcoming a new life into the world. And that is, that is wonderful. And I would love to, to talk with you and, and, and meet you if possible. That's beautiful. You know, you make a really good point, Dave. I just want to elaborate a little bit about that, especially among children, because children sometimes are, you know, confused or hesitant, especially if they see somebody in a wheelchair or using a walker or walking sticks or whatever. What would you say, or they have a special ski machine or a special bike that's not what they normally see? What would you say to parents with children like that and how to help their children engage children with spina bifida or any special needs for that matter? Yeah. Again, at the children level, I would say that it's, it's okay to approach. Um, we have a friend, uh, who has a, I believe he's six now, uh, uh shout out to Dax, um, mm. who, who has a, a wheelchair and, uh, his dad, Justin decorates the heck out of that thing. And it is awesome to kind of see all the different configurations and designs that they come up with. And so it's really an attention grabber and they bring in and that helps break the ice and, and to have a conversation and kids come up and say, wow, that's so cool. Dax, your chair is awesome. And, and, uh, at the end of the day, we just say, please don't, don't be scared to ask questions. Um, especially at the children level, right. It, we understand that the kids don't have a filter. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that, that, that's understandable. Um, but if, if the parent starts to kind of shun the child or, or make it seem like, uh, it's, they should be ashamed for asking, um, that, that might be a negative, uh, a mm-hmm. negative viewpoint or, or negative direction. So. Well, Dave, Dave, great advice, great information. Thank you so much for sharing this with us here in Itcher Community for Spina Bifida Awareness Month. Dave Hudson, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you very much for including me, Vanessa. I appreciate it. My pleasure. If any questions or comments, 
Show topics you want me to get to, you can reach out to me, Vanessa Denhagarmo, by going to Epiphany Communications and Coaching or find me on any social media platforms. Epiphany Communication Coaching is on Facebook. You can find me on LinkedIn, on Instagram, and on Twitter. You can follow me on all those platforms and I'll be happy to reach back out to you. And as always, remind our listeners to connect, communicate, and to collaborate with your community. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. It's your community a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR.